0: Welcome to Second Baptist Church. It is our privilege to have you join us through this online platform. Today you will be listening to Pastor Derwin Griffin preach from the pulpit of Second Baptist Church. If you are able, we would love to have you join us in one of our services. May God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Lydia. Take your Bibles, if you would, turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, as you're turning there, uh, let me just make one other announcement that I forgot to earlier. When you leave this morning, at each door you'll be able to get a copy of the prospective budget for 2022. You receive that, and uh, next Sunday we will adopt the budget, okay, Uh, after our time of worship, or let me say at the end of each of our times of worship so as you uh, get that, if there's, infor- or if there's questions, you can call Daniel, myself, you can speak to any one of those who are on the administrative team, and they will try to help you, okay? Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, this week uh, the Lord sort of challenged my thinking, and that's not hard uh, uh, to challenge my thinking, but what He did is He put me on the Uh, process of thinking not only just about the New Year, not about New Year's resolutions, but you know, before I see some of you again, we will be embarked uh, on a new year, 20 and 22. And the challenge that the Lord gave me is about walking in the new year. How will we be seen? How... uh, faithful will we be in our walk, as in our work uh, for the Lord? And he led me to this passage. I will not uh, try to just uh, stick totally to this passage. However, I think there's much to be said about the Philippian letter. Uh, He likewise will tell us much in chapter 3 as well. Uh, about uh, the things that are behind and looking forward, but yet and still uh, there's some great admonition here in chapter 4 about our thinking, okay? So Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, He said, Rejoice in the LORD always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the LORD is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things uh, which ye have both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me do. And the God of peace uh, shall be with you. There's a couple of passages in the Old Testament that remind me about uh, walking, okay? Psalm number one, if you're familiar with the psalm, and I'm sure you are, Psalm 1-1 said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So there's a warning there about where we walk, is there not? You might say, Preacher, he's not talking about our LITERAL steps, uh, but he's more talking about that figuratively or spiritually. Well. I personally think he's talking about all three of those, that we need to be careful concerning our walk. Also, Isaiah the prophet in chapter 40 gives us some encouragement as well. In verses 28 through 31, Isaiah would talk about there, uh, about having our strength renewed as the eagles. He would tell us... uh, that we could uh, walk and not uh, be weary, or walk and not faint. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, it's been a tough year for a lot of us, or a lot of you, let me say. We've been with many people through some very hard times, and I'm hearing a constant, and the constant that I'm hearing to a degree is, uh, I'm ready to embark in a new year somehow we think that the calendar is going to move us from this particular arena to another arena magically. Friend, it won't happen magically. It won't uh, take place that way. But we are believing God for the days and the weeks and the months ahead that if we will keep our focus on Him and be very considerate about how we walk, worship, and work. Uh, What I discover is I think that we're in uh, for some good things. Uh, Yesterday, as I was uh, slowed down after lunch, we'd had uh, breakfast at one girl's, we'd had lunch uh, with the other, so we saw all the family. Deb and I came home, we sat to rest, Naturally, I pull up my notes on my computer, I said, man, I want to make sure I'm through with those notes. And uh, sure enough, I pretty well was. But then I began to just do some searching because I didn't want to take a nap and mess up my night sleep, so I did some searching, and I ran across a beautiful illustration of what I'm going to share with you in a few minutes here. And the picture that I saw there... Is, uh, was of a friend uh, that you and I have been praying for. It happens to be Whit Dixon's grandson, Gary Sweat Sr. Gary was in an accident about four, six, eight weeks ago. He was in an accident in which the uh, driver of the other automobile uh, had swerved into his lane of traffic. It actually uh, has caused him to be in the hospital since then, Uh, And the other person uh, lost her life in the accident. But what I saw yesterday was I saw on my computer screen a hallway in the hospital where Gary has been and is, to my knowledge, even today. I saw Gary uh, uh, try to shift from his wheelchair up to his walker and begin to take steps. Now the reality of that is that Gary two weeks ago today, if I'm correct, had an amputation of his right leg below the knee. Now literally, if, if you can understand, because I can only understand because of what I see, but he literally is learning to walk again. Now I'm looking forward to see him get back to Waycross where I can share some things with him, but all of that reminded me of what I would consider a good spiritual lesson, and that is most likely uh, even in our life we don't adjust our walk, or sometimes uh, We don't adjust our life or lifestyle until something happens uh, that literally makes us have to do it differently. Now, folks, think about this, if you will. Walking in the new year, is there anything that we would change from today or the yesterdays of uh, 2021? Is there some things that we would like to be able to, to do differently? Are there some people that we might like to be able to treat more Christlike? Is there the possibility that you, as well as I, have changed our mindset uh, in which we are so desirous to move forward uh, from uh, where we are or where we have been? Ladies and gentlemen, I believe today that God is not through with us, okay? And when I say that, I would say that nationally. I don't believe God is through with America. I know if re- if revival doesn't come, or if there's not a great spiritual awakening that we could be in trouble. However, Church, He tells you and I, He gives us enough information to know how and what to that we ought to be doing. Now, I want to give you four or five quick things about what He has given me this week about walking in the new year. Now, let me just give you a secret. Before I've delivered it to you, I've had to assimilate this in my mind and heart as well. Literally, I have had to decide if my spirit wants to conform to what God uh, is showing you as well today. You know, it's easy to point your finger at people and forget uh, that, hey, they're not the only ones that this might apply to. The reality is it applies to me first, okay? Now, let's begin. In chapter 3 of Philippians, Paul now uh, would tell the Philippian believers something about himself. He said there in verse 13, "'I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus.'" He says, if you were reading that with me in your Bible, or maybe you were listening as I would read that, he talks there about, first of all, that he hasn't personally attained or apprehended everything fully. He said, but from this point on, this thing I do, he said, I'm going to take those things that are behind, and in the English word, he said, I'm going to forget those. Now, let me tell you. Uh, I don't believe that he is saying that I will never make a reference to them. I don't believe he's ever saying about this that I won't remember some of my past, but I do believe that he is affirming that he is not going to dwell on those things from this point forward. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe things or circumstances, some would call them, things and circumstances can be one of the greatest uh, opportunities to make advancement. However, I know also because of experience that Satan the adversary can take those same circumstances and uh, uh, things and cause them to be a great anchor that will keep us from moving forward, and I'm talking about personally first of all, okay? And then secondly, corporately, as the church, uh, we ourselves. So he said, I'll forget those things that are behind and begin to reach forth into those things uh, that are before. It was the summer, you remember, was it, we were watching the Olympics? Uh, We saw the field events. Our our eyes could be fastened to the TV screen, and and we would see those people, whether it was in a relay or whether it was in a 800-meter run or maybe uh, something uh, even larger or smaller, we would see the quicker they approached the finish line, they would begin to stretch out for it, would they not? Now, friend, did you know Most of us, well, let me just say all of us, are closer to the finish line than we've ever been. Literally. Uh, I used to say this, and people would laugh. We're older than we've ever been. Friend, you know what? Death, uh, Age isn't an enemy. Circumstances aren't our enemy. If you notice what Paul is writing in Philippians chapter 4, He is telling us that how we perceive things or how we assimilate things in our mind, if we're not careful, they become the enemy. And he said, think on these things. Now, when I see Paul writing there in Philippians 3, talking about forgetting those things that are behind, I think it's well that we not try to live next year in our victories of the past, that likewise next year, let's not be anchored uh, because of the stumbles of our past. Why? Because those will work against us. How many of you have dreams uh, for the coming year? How many of you have prepared for this time in your life? How many of us uh, will again redream the dream spiritually and move forward? Uh, for what the Lord has for us. Remember what he was talking about in Hebrews chapter 12, of which I won't read, but again in Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 3, he begins to show us again a uh, time in our lives when we lay aside the way and the sin that besets us and run the race patiently that is before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, we all have our eyes set on some goal, possibly, do we not? You know, if you're approaching a certain age, uh, you might have your eyes set on retirement. You say, why are you talking about that? Well, I'll be 66 next year, and uh, you know, if I'm not careful, that consumes my mind uh, when I think about uh, my plan versus the Lord's plan, but yet and still as I look at that, uh, I was reminded of a windshield. in whatever you drove up to the church in today, whether it was an SUV, whether it was a truck, or whether it was a car, uh, think about your windshield. It gives you a wide view of what is before you. But now also think about that little rear view mirror that's up there hanging on that windshield that in comparison uh, is uh, very small, but you better know how to use that rear view mirror. Why? because if you don't know what's going on around you, you might be the one that winds up in trouble. But notice, as Paul would say, forgetting the things that are behind, pressing forward to the things that are ahead. In comparison, I just try to illustrate that the the view before us should be so much larger than the view behind us. I know churches, literally, that have almost given up their identity because they seem to dwell on their past. They had some past victories that were wonderful. But, friend, we can't live in the past, but we must set our sights for that which is ahead. And notice, one of the things that I see about my walk and your walk in the new year is looking forward, not rearward, okay? Now, uh, with that in mind... I heard, and it is a true story, of a young man some years ago, 20, 25 years ago, that uh, uh, was high on some spirits of some sort, and I don't know what that would be like, but uh, anyway, he was high on some spirits of some sort, and he made a bet that he could back his car down that highway faster than they could drive their car or something, and, you know, trying to do that. lost his life because, friend, that's just not possible. You know what, though? If we are not aware of the fact that God wants us to press forward instead of rearward, we might can lose our spiritual vision as well. The second part of the walk in the new year would be treating others the way we would want to be treated. Now, most of us, In the classrooms that we used to go to at school, many of us probably remembered that rule that was up somewhere close to the chalkboard, and that is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? You remember the rule? What was it? It was called the Golden Rule, was it not? Now you know the devil simplified that rule for many people. And the devil rewrote that rule, and he said, Do it unto others before they can do it unto you. Now that was in a negative way if you didn't notice that. Friend, have you noticed if we're not careful in times of stress, in times in which we uh, lose control of uh, our surroundings, if we are not careful we cease to treat others the way we would want to be treated. Luke's uh, writing is there on the screen. He said, Jesus words there, and he sa- and as ye would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. If you love them which love you, what thank have ye for sinners also love them. Or sinners also love them that love them. And I think you can see the simplicity of that. But you know what God is calling us, that we would just treat others the way we would want to be treated. Now I know some of your lives, and, and I am not diminishing where you have been, because the reality of it has been extremely bitter. But let me encourage you, even in the hardest of circumstances that we somehow allow God to not let us get too bitter, but to allow it to make us better, and therefore we can treat others the way we would want to be treated. Now, I know some people who are great as they minister to other people. And as a result of that, I would pray and think that God would honor them for how they treat all persons, not just some persons. I put a couple of things in my notes there, they're not on that slide, but a couple of things that I think we could guard there is that we could first treat others uh, with dignity. Now, you know, there's possibly been someone or come in your life at some point that was just not quite up to your standard, I call it, okay? But just because they had hit bad times or hard times, uh, it gives us no right to diminish the person of which they are. We should, give, we should treat them with dignity. Not only dignity, but we also should give honor to them, treat them with honor. Oh, Pastor, I've got this uh, thought in my mind. I will not honor people until they have honored me. Well, first of all, friend, I determined a long time ago, it's not about me to start with, but the Lord Jesus tells me that I should be treating others prayerfully the way I'd want to be treated through life. Are you going to walk in the new year? You are. If the Lord tarries, if you continue breathing... 2022 is going to come into our lives or we're going to go into that calendar year and we're going to have some challenges before us. Praise the Lord, I can tell you we must be looking forward instead of rearward. We must uh, treat others the way we would want to be treated. Thirdly, we should walk by faith and not by sight." I find this very hard to practice every day. Not just some days, but it is an EVERYDAY PRACTICE. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, "...but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith." If you were here last Sunday when I preached on the subject matter, of God-chose-a-Father-for-His-Son, and we looked at the life of Joseph. If you remember, there was something said about Joseph. It said he was a just man. Well, it is said of many other men and women in the Bible as well about them being just. But He tells those of us uh, who have been saved by grace through faith, uh, He tells us there that we are to live by faith as well as what we'll consider walk uh, by faith. Now, living by faith. How many of you find that easy to do sometimes? If your billfold has a few hundred-dollar bills in it, it's easier to live by faith. Do you know that? If your bank account uh, is in the uh, plus uh, Uh, By a few zeros, you you find it easier to live by faith. But remember in the model prayer what the Lord uh, told us? He said, Pray ye therefore. And one of the things He said, Pray ye therefore for, is our daily bread. Now, with that in mind, the just shall live by faith. Now, we could talk a bit about saving faith. We could talk others about sanctifying faith, but now we're talking about that faith that as we take steps in our life, the tomorrows of life, as well as the todays of life, taking those steps by faith. Now, how many of you know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow? How many of you are going to get up anyway? Going to trust God with it, or are you just going to put your blinders on and say, I'm just going to get through it? We're going to trust God with it, aren't we? Now, friend, the reality is we prayerfully have learned to walk by faith, or if not, we are learning to walk by faith. So when I think on this passage, the last 18 or 20 months with the pandemic has been horrendous to some lives. And you know, I don't want to talk about the pandemic much. I know we can't bury our heads in the sand. We can't ignore it and it'll go away. But I promise you this. The only way to continue to make progress through it is to walk by faith and not by sight. We can't pretend that it's gone. But I tell you what, we must use our precaution. But we still have to walk by faith. Oh, preacher, I've looked, at those, I've looked at those new statistics. So have I. Daniel and I had a discussion about something the other day. I said, am I missing something? And he assured me I wasn't. But the reality is this. My conclusion is whatever tomorrow brings, I'm going to walk by faith through it, okay? Now, I haven't been where many of you are, I haven't went through what some of you have this Christmas season. I've been careful to to read uh, some quotes and some statements of people who have been very challenged in their lives in 2021. And yes, my heart goes out to those folks. And if I can just be an inspiration by my walking by faith, I pray God will use it. The fourth thing is walk as focused not fearful it was a couple of weeks ago i can't remember the exact day was sitting in uh, my chair at the house and you know where my chair sits if you've never been there my chair al- almost has a direct line of vision down uh, to the pond behind the church uh, where the church property is, and I, I saw something just swoosh, it swished by that pond dam, and I told Debbie quickly, I said, that person's going to wind up in the water one day if they drive like that. Now there were people we used to worry about we might have to pull out of the water, but we never did. Some of you made fun of old Don Bishop who's going to be with the Lord. We thought we'd fish out his Jeep if he wasn't careful. Mr. Burr Miller got in on that joke as well. We thought Burr Miller was going to be fished out, but no, this person was. If 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 that person was going five miles an hour, that person was going 35. You say, Preacher, what would you have done if that person landed in the water? I I don't know what I would have done. But I tell you this it made me think of my illustration. We must stay focused and not fearful. Focus lives. How many of you know it's hard to stay focused? The boys come in from hunting the other day, and I'm not going to tell you which boys it was, but it happened to be a couple of my grand-youngers, and they talked about how many times they had tried to shoot one, and I'm thinking, or I think somebody else thought before I did, well, was the gun right, or was the uh, aim right, or was it the one doing the shooting? Which one was it? We must be focused, haven't we? How many of you know that what you do daily requires much focus? You say, but preacher, I'm retired. That don't take much focus. Yes, it takes a lot of focus. Because with what God has entrusted to us, we need not to surrender that control to our circumstances, but we need to be focused on the One who allows us to endure through those processes. We know the source of fear. How many of you know the source of fear? God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He, the devil, is the source of fear. The spirit of fear could carry us into division, It could carry us into disgrace and all of those other words. But the reality is still this. We have to walk as focused and not as fearful. As I watched the Olympics back in the summer, one thing I noticed about those people, they had to be conscious of the lane in which they started their sprint. But then when they got all strung out on the second or third lap, they were all beginning to approach the finish line. And one thing I saw in common with all of them, the closer they got to the finish line, the more they stretched out. I think Paul had that in mind again in Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. When he talked about Jesus, gives us Him as an example and he talks about lest we be wearied and faint in our minds. Yes, I don't want to think that you or I are right at the finish line, but I'll tell you a secret. We sure don't know. But let's walk as focused and not fearful. You say, Preacher, I can't sleep just worried about what's going to happen with my money. Preacher, I, I'm worried about the stock market. Preacher, I'm worried about the price of timber. We've got a lot of timberland, Friend, let me tell you what worry will do. It will give you ulcers. It helps us not control anything. Now, some of those things I mentioned, you might be right in the middle of that. You have no control over it. So we must stay focused on the one who is in control. I close with one fifth thing, and I won't say much about it, but it's this. Let others be our focus and not we ourselves. It's a sad reality that the challenge in all of our lives at some time or another is to possibly think it's about us and not others. Friend, life, yes, we must be considerate about others. I was thinking about this and the giving spirit of the saints in the Christmas season. You know, the food baskets that have been given through the church for these days, the spirit of giving with the Christmas tree, all of those gifts that went out of here last Monday and Tuesday. And as Daniel mentioned, some of you were asking, Are there any more tags? Well, you had a spirit of giving, a spirit of blessing. Can I tell you, if we took that same spirit and carried it with us the rest of the new year as a church, what we would see real quickly is the pews begin to fill again. Why? People want to know that we care. And I promise you, knowing that we care means so much to others. As you bow your heads with me, can I just ask you, think about, what's your walk going to be like in the new year? What is it going to be like? And I pray you don't take my words, but you'll take your words. I pray you won't make just New Year's resolutions, but I pray that you'll commit yourself to God in a fresh way. And as a result of that, the Lord will bless you and others through you. Father, at this time in our worship, Lord, we always come to a place of invitation, a place, Lord, in which Others have an opportunity, Lord, to commit themselves to Jesus in even a stronger way maybe than the past. It's a time, Lord, of rededication. It could be a time of receiving Christ. They realize their sin, and they come now to receive Jesus as Lord of their life. Some have looked for a church home, and this is like they're looking for, and they want to be a part of us in worship and work. I pray they would come this morning. But Lord, we do give you all the honor and the praise for all things now. And we commit to you to walk, as the scripture would say, wisely in the the approach of the new year. Bless now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Michael, lead us in a song of commitment. I'm going to ask you to stand as he leads us. And most importantly, you come as we sing. Jesus,
1: Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name Master Savior Jesus. Light the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus let something about that name. Jesus, 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 there's just something